Welcome to the Reticle Up Podcast, where I, Three Gun Kenzie, will be interviewing competitive shooters, hunters, fishermen, archers, entrepreneurs, and outdoorsmen. Come learn with me as I interview people from all walks of life, in different disciplines, all across the world, from novices to professionals of all ages. No matter what, everyone has something they can teach you. So come join me on the journey. The Reticle Up podcast is produced in partnership with AmericanFirearms.org. American Firearms' mission is to recommend what works. We believe everyone deserves access to unbiased, helpful information about firearms. And our buying guides, product reviews, and learning resources are designed to help real people find the stuff that will work best for them. Check us out at www.americanfirearms.org. Guys, I wish I had started recording pre-podcast. This is excellent. Um, <laughs> welcome back to the Radical Up Podcast. I'm here with my friend Adam Lickey. We're going to talk a lot today um, about a lot of different things, especially in the AK world. But he is pro staff with Hollow Sun, and he's also a professional shooter. Shoots for Team IWI. Adam, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me on. It's great to be here with you. Dude, I'm excited. So we got a lot to talk about. I kind of want to jump right into it. And let's just start off with AK matches because I feel like you're very passionate about a lock, <laughs> rock and lock, lock and rock. I've already messed that it, it's up. It's rock and roll, rock and lock, lock and lock. lock, lock, lock. <laughs> I've already messed that up. Um, and that 5.56 five, AKs are not real AKs. So tell me a little 100%, bit. 100% true. 100%. Um, I wanted to tell me a little bit about like, how did you get into like the AK world? Were you always kind of like that fanatic fanatic or whatever? And then like, what was your first AK match you shot? Yeah. So my, my first real rifle that was a semi-automatic rifle, like magnet rifle was an AK 47. Um, mostly because it was different. I wanted to shoot something different. So I shot that. And then, uh, I started shooting for, uh, team IWI, uh, with Jeremy and the team. And we happened to be down in Florida doing a demo for some guys. He's like, have you ever shot our Galil? And I'm like, no, I've never shot the Galil. He's like, well, you should. And I absolutely fell in love with it. I like rock and lock. I like different. Um, and then started shooting AK matches with um, Kalash Bash in Texas. Went to AK Masters. Um, and uh, this year we had Thunder on the Tundra. Uh, Where was that? Almost all those matches. Yeah, that's one out in Wisconsin. Like okay. middle of nowhere. Like. <laughs> Like just, just like middle of nowhere. Um, but Hollow Sun, we're gonna sponsor that match. I think Jeremy is as well, and so we're gonna be out that match. Um, but yeah, Rock and Lock AKs are the only real AKs. The rest of them are all garbage. Uh, Matt, garbage. Hold on. Yeah. Did you just call my five five six Galil garbage? I want to write this down for Jeremy. No, no, no. If it starts with a G and ends oh. with Eel, it's fine. Oh, okay. Uh, I see how this is now. But real man's caliber, 760 by 39, that is the one you should be shooting. Even though, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, he shot a 9mm AK variant and won. I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. And took the prize for that. I just want to say that. I, 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 don't, remember, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> I'm dying. Okay, let's back up, though. Um, for people that don't really know about these AK matches, right? Like, I didn't really start hearing about them until, like, Kalashnikov, Clash Bash, uh, AK Masters kind of came on the scene, and I don't know, like, if there was matches kind of before that. I'm sure there were, but you know, can you give a little bit of background about like what do you see that's different from like three gun and organized like USPSA versus these like <laughs> run and gun AK? You know, like you see a lot of cool guns out there. Yeah, so with USPSA, everything's very structured. Obviously, like that is like you know, from the minute you step foot on the range, the minute you leave, there's a rule for everything. You can't pick your nose without breaking a rule around there. Um, when you get into three gun, it's a little more like, let's have some fun. Let's shoot some ridiculously long range targets. Uh, there's clay pigeons flying in the air all over the place. It's, it's a good time. It's really good. And then you get the AK matches and there's dudes in leather. Um, Not the good guys. I mean, like legit Mad Max will walk right by you. Uh, there's a hundred percent gold plated AKs. There are a hundred percent full auto AKs. Um, there's dudes rocking anything from like a legit, like, like seven six two like handgun practically um with like a two inch barrel and you know i would say those matches probably 50 percent of people are there to like shoot the match and compete and 50 percent of their cosplay but i tell you what it is the best crowd on earth i mean like you you cannot have more fun than an ak match and then yep. you've got people like you know the distant arms crew and clay and all them that put on like texas clash bash and you, you just can't have more fun and shoot a really, really good match with, with a lot of good stuff. Um, yeah. You know, the one we just shot AK Masters together, 
that's a cool one. It's laid back. Um, a lot of cool stuff there. We were shooting out the back of a, um, a bus and a moving target, 200 oh. yards. And, um, you know, I'm trying to tell you, you got the shoot house, you got all those things. And the other thing I like about the AK matches is they, they a hundred percent encourage everybody to shoot. Like it's, it's not like, Hey, if you can come, it's, it's literally like, we want you to come here and this to be your first experience. And well, you got, you got to meet my kids. My, my nine and 12 year old shot that match. My wife shot that match. Um, and they all had a blast and it's just, it's a fun thing to shoot, do. It's just, it's, it's really fun. It's a great community though. Yeah. And, and I appreciate AKA matches kind of making the division simple, right? So there's like open light, open, heavy, irons, light, irons, heavy. So what that means, like people that are maybe have never heard of that right before, if you want to break down those like divisions of the simplicity of like the caliber, the optics, irons, kind of like that sort of thing. Yeah. So there's generally uh, irons and, and optics. So there's two different, two different classifications. And then in those classifications are usually light and heavy. Light is five, four, five, 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 six, um, things of that nature. Heavy is seven, six, two or three Oh eight. Uh, mm -hmm. And then you do have the pea shooter. It's usually called the pea shooter caliber. And that's the nine millimeter people. Um, I wouldn't know anything about that or those people. Um, you know, Suli's good people, but I wouldn't know anything about those people. Uh, and then you have, wow. uh, <laughs> that's the guy who beat the, both of us. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and, and then you have some, like, you'll get some crazy stuff too, where there's, um, like dragon offs guys will be shooting 10 round magazine <laughs> dragon offs, um, or, or the PSLs knockoffs, whatever. Um, and you've got some bolt actions. You'll have, um, I'm trying to think whether I mean, there's, it's almost everything. Like you'll find cool. the craziest stuff. These dudes are shooting nine rounds and reloading. And it's like, it's a 50 round stage. Now, I get annoyed reloading my 30 round mag, just switching mags. Like I would okay. not reload, you know, 40 rounds. <laughs> yep. Yep. But it, there's a little bit of something for everybody and it's competitive if you want it to be competitive. And it's also, it's a lot of fun if you just want to have a lot of fun. Yep. So we've already decided we're going to be the official tracksuit gang squad next year for AK masters, where we all will be wearing custom sponsor by Brian's already said it Honors HD gold tracksuits. <laughs> I think we're going to get IWI on this too. We might get Hall of Sun, who knows? But legit, we're shooting in tracksuits for sure. 2024. <laughs> I, I'm just saying velour and 95 degree heat may make us the worst smelling team at the match. What we'll do is we'll all wear the wife beaters and tie this jacket <laughs> around the waist. <laughs> I just, I mean, I, you know, I'm like, I'm going to get some like shag carpeting for the back of that bus now too. So that we yeah. can get some videos of us in velour. That's so gross. <laughs> We've learned too, if you're listening to this, to prepare for an AK Masters or AK match, um, you need to go shoot off of a jet ski, um, <laughs> also some tires, and make sure you handcuff yourself. Dry fire handcuffing yourself to a table and undoing yourself. So plenty of people were pretty good at it, and I don't want to know what they do in their spare time, but... I, I've, I, that is, I, 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 you can tell I didn't practice shooting off a jet ski enough, but handcuffs I got out of very quickly. I'm just saying, I mean, that was, that's the one comment I got that entire stage was, yeah, handcuffs really quick. Yes. So <laughs> the other thing, yeah, is, uh, coming up. So in December, you and I both have signed up, I'm sure more will, but we have winter motherland, which is back at Clinton house. It's a one day match, AK match. PSA is putting it back on. And that's just gonna be the same thing. It's me fun. Run what you brung. I mean, I've got a new shooter that's never shot competition ever before. Who's going to come out like he's local to me. Um, and so that's just gonna be a really good time. So people are listening and I'm sure Adam will let you borrow an AK or a PCC. <laughs> <laughs> I will I too. Seven, seven, uh -huh. for life. <laughs> uh -huh. I will too. Mine's a lot more colorful than most of those. Those things. Suli's and I's guns are like, mwah, just beautiful colors. You're the only ones that are color coordinated with your guns. <laughs> I know. <laughs> kind of fun to match. Um, anything else you want to say about that kind of realm or that kind of world? Um, yeah, I mean, I think if, if you're looking to get into a firearms match and you want to shoot something different, um, I, I think those are the matches to start with. I think it's a nice, easy, laid-back thing. There's coaching allowed. Um, most of us will sit there and help you to the, to our, the maximum that we're allowed to help you. Um, you'll have people that will, you know, if you're not, like, in the top three, you know, they'll hand you mags if, you're, if, you're, you know, if you drop your mag or go pick it up for you. Um, it's it's just a really good atmosphere, and it's what three three gun is that way too. It's a little more competitive three gun wise, but it, it is very much there to help you and grow the sport. And I, I think we've seen um, in the short time I've been doing these matches, which is probably three years for AK matches. I mean, I've seen continuous growth every single time, and it's awesome to see you know 100 shooters one year, 150 the next, 220 the next, 300 the next. 
that's something that's pretty cool. And you have people like Jeremy from IWI. You have Justin and the team from Palmetto State that are backing these matches out the wazoo. Dissident Arms with Texas Clash Bash and, and Clay and all them. They're backing these out the wazoo, and they're making them fun and exciting. And, you know, it's, it's hard to find people as excited as they are for a match like that. Yeah, 100%. I agree. It's really fun. Um, then you and I decided to go down and shoot some three-man three-gun <laughs> with iron sights. Adam, it was, it, with hollow sun. <laughs> with Adam with hollow sun. Uh, what was the decision factor there? The decision factor was I don't have an open shotgun. <laughs> we didn't need it. We didn't need it. We barely needed that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, you probably could have ran a PCC and been fine because that's what most of them seem to do. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, three-man three-gun normally has a stage with 150 give or take targets, the shotgun only. So if you're in open, you've got to have an open shotgun. You're not going to feet. This year, unfortunately, Scott broke his back or something of that nature. And there was no 150 round target stage. And yeah, we could have totally shot open. And oh, well. Used our 507 comps that are awesome. That are awesome. <laughs> so I finally put mine back on the gun. That's a good transition. So the new, let's talk about that. So Adam does, I don't even know how many trade shows, events a year with Hollow Sun, tables and events, which we'll dive into too. But these new optics that are coming out, I mean, there's been kind of a run of a lot of them. I know the 507 comp is the latest hotness, which we'll talk about. But even like the solar charging site, you made one specifically for rifles. You've got them set up for specific um, like direct mount on pistols. So they're actually cut for the guns. So Adam's showing off his rifle one here. Tell us actually about that, that one. I haven't had a chance to really play with that yet. Yeah, so that's our SCRS. So this is the um, solar charging rifle site. And this one uh, obviously has solar panels up on top. Sorry, I started to like go in the wrong yep. way to the camera. <laughs> um, this one is fully controlled though. So unlike some of uh, the other optics you may see, uh, so this has a plus and minus. So you can fully control your brightness settings on this one. Um, there is an internal battery that's charged by the solar panel. Uh, and this one actually has our, our mount system here which is super cool looking. You know, most of our mounts are pretty, are a little bit on the larger side for mounts. Um, and then that does have three reticle choices. So it has our MRS, our multiple reticle system. Uh, that was kind of, I think, the sleeper optic for a lot of SHOT Show and NRA Show. And I think now that people are seeing it and they've had mine out there, you know, my kids shot actually that one at AK Masters. Um, huge success with people. They absolutely loved it. Uh, good form factor, good size. And that's also can be used as an offset optic. Yep. Um, and honestly, it's got everything you'd want. I mean, I've been running that one now for nine, ten months, something like that. Yep. And it's absolutely fantastic. Um, they fixed a couple of things that we all brought information back on. It does come with a bikini cover, which is kind of cool for the optic. Because um, some people do want a way to cover the lenses when they're out doing stuff. Uh, but, yeah, 100%, that's, that's going to be one of the sleeper optics. I think it's not pistol rated, uh, but for rifle or, uh, or something similar. 100% can be a way to go for a lot of people is that SCRS. Um, yeah. Yep. I mean, and so on the flip side of that too, I'll show off. I've got the SCS, which is just the solar charging site. So this is made for pistols. So this is cut for the Walther PDPF here. This is their version two for the Walther. So like there's two versions, which is kind of confusing, but they are direct mount cut. So I'm not having to use a plate on this. Very low profile. So you're talking about something that's super low to the gun, lines up and co-witnesses with that iron sights, and it's a green reticle. Ooh, and you can even see that. Um, but same thing is the multiple reticle system on this, which is awesome. Um, and it's got that rechargeable solar panel on top as well. But these are just incredible. And again, they're cut to the, the gun model for, for a lot of them, not all of them, right? But Yeah, that those ones, the one that you have right there, the SCS, uh, those are specific to the gun you have. And that's, as you just showed, you can see your uh, iron sights right through it, directly through it. And that was the goal with that optic was if you've got a Glock or a, um, all those different kinds of guns, I'm not going through all of them. You can use your iron sights right through them. And obviously, if anyone deals with military police at all, especially police, their armors, they, they want to make sure there's backup iron sights. And yeah. that can be hard because then you're, you're making, you're going to have to go get um, suppressor height sights. Yep. And that's more cost, more time. So these mount directly to like your Glock, you know, 19, 17, whatever. Um, and then like, you know, I think you had mentioned before, we have the um, SCS 320, which is similar. This one is for the DPP footprint, uh, the Delta Point Pro and Staccato, it fits uh, on that stock. And so this one is um, solar charging up top, no external battery. Yep. Uh, and another great, this one's fully enclosed. That's the difference here. So this one has a rear pane of glass as well. So it is fully enclosed. And, um, I, you know, I live in Ohio. We get a lot of snow. We got a lot of rain, dust, all other bull crap. 
And so having that fully closed is nice, right? It's just, you, it's, choose, you, know, you choose to live there. It's the armpit of America, I, I swear. It really uh, is, though. Brian Conley just switched gears. Literally talked to him like two hours ago, and he's like, I'm in Ohio again. I said I would never come back here, and here I am. I'm like, tell Adam. I said, hey. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, at, he's at Nationals, right? <laughs> yes, ask. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's about two hours from me, I think. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those things that when you start going in and having all those different things come up, the fully sealed may be a good option for somebody. It may not. It just depends on the person. Um, but the SCS optics like you showed are absolutely phenomenal. That was one thing that when we launched it, it was kind of like, are people going to like it? Are they not going to like it? Because they may say, hey, I don't want to buy one custom. And what we found is a huge resounding. They absolutely love it. Yep. Um, you know, I do have a prototype for the Masada. And I know people like, you know, every time I go to a class, they eat that one off. They're like, let me try it. Let me try it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not changing your batteries. Um, we can service, we can user service it, uh, sorry, we can end manufacturer service it. So if, if it, something happens, battery dies after 10 years, zombie apocalypse is going on. You still want to slay some zombies, ship it back to my zombie mail apocalypse system, and we can change out the battery and ship it back to you. So you can keep slaying zombies. You are such um, a dad, such a dad. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Zombie I apocalypse mean, return system <laughs> service. Yeah. We've already got all set up. You can just mail it right through. We'll take it. It's it's fine. It's uh you know it, I, put right a lot of thought into, I put a lot of thought into the, into the mail system for the zombie apocalypse. A lot of thought. <laughs> I hate you. Okay, moving on. Um, then the last one I really want to talk about though is this Hall of Seven, Hall of Sun five hundred seven comp. So, um, it comes with red and green. The window, you guys. Yeah, we're both showing off our pistols. Are is absolutely ginormous. So I don't think people realize it. Like the side just doesn't do it justice. But when you turn it, when you're actually looking through the window. It's huge. Um, it's comparable to an SRO size, like in terms of window, other than it being square instead of round. Um, yeah, so Adam's got both on the guns there, line them up. And it's great, though, because you've got the side battery compartments. So you're not having to take the red dot off in order to replace the battery. The plus and minus buttons are still there. Eight different reticles. My goodness. Yeah. Y'all did so many reticles. And what I love about that, what people are not understanding the value of just yet is like even if you're a shooter that likes one reticle for people like you and i i don't like slug targets by the way but like for three gun you see targets out to 50 yards i see slug targets at 65 70 and i'm like i'm not slugging that i'll shoot two pistol shots people laugh at me and i have not missed yet (laughs) i go to the shoot those and i'm like ding ding i'm like okay am i done now but the larger you know circle on like that 20 m 20 moa the 32 moa it helps me acquire close-up stuff or the further away targets with the center dot as well going on so i don't know if you had that experience yet of shooting stuff so far away but that radical systems choice yeah, we shoot Tar Heel. A couple of buddies and I shoot Tar Heel down at Clinton House, and that's yep. got a lot of you know, pistol stuff at 50, 60 yards, uh, or slug targets that you can pistol. I do pistol as well when I can. Unless I can't, I do pistol. Yep. And like you mentioned, I think um, Lewis Trino and the guys at Hollow Sun did a really good job with that reticle because they have just done the MRS, which is the multiple reticle, the dot, circle, and circle dot. It's good. Um, but when you do competition, if you have an, a stage that's all stuff that's like 25 yards and in, that bigger dot makes a big difference. You can you can kind of pound a little bit harder on the targets. And then if you've got those slug targets, you may want the bigger circle around it with a little smaller dot and yep. kind of what the size is and everything. And I found that I usually tend to use the um, 2MOA dot with the 8MOA ring. So it makes it look like a big 8MOA circle. Yeah. I've used that. And then for USPSA, I've used the 20, the, yep. the, the 16 or 20. I mean, I find that fantastic yep. like 15 20 yards and in and that's what uh, i thought about like with steel challenge i think that's one of those reticles that like will take off because you can see the steel through that window through the dot mm-hmm. not having the center dot if you're just seeing like a ring of red like pull the trigger you know yeah i i agree i think the uh the 507 comp is just one of those optics that we've been asking for and the team has been talking about for a long time and the guys absolutely knocked it out of the park. I mean, yeah. it's, and I showed it like compared to a 508, which most people know what a 508 is, our, one of our original pistol optics. It's huge. I mean, it's, it's massive compared to the 508. And that's what most of us want. I mean, and you, and you can carry it too. I mean, I feel like, oh, you can't even carry that gun. I put that optic on my Masada and carried it just fine. Yeah, I, I know mean, a friend that did know. too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was it, like, I don't know how you got <laughs> in the pants. It's cool. Good for y'all, but... <laughs> I'm more of a slim type, like on the gun side and the optic. I still like, I'm all for carry optics, all for red dot on my guns. I hate iron sights. So Adam, we're never going back. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> Do iron. I, you know, like, like, I, like you and I talked about the one night, uh, when we were after the match, I think, um, the gun community or the, the shooting sports will have to catch up kind of like USPSA is doing right now. 
when most guns come with an optic or they ship with a combo optic, yep. the reality is most people are walking out there with a gun and an optic. And it does nothing but piss them off when they go to a match. They go, oh, you're an open. You got to shoot against guys with 2011s or two-pound yep. two triggers, one-pound triggers. And it just kind of – you don't get the same interaction. And I think like three-gun, I'm hoping, switches to where they allow that on a pistol. Yep. Because a ton of people I know, they're going to tactical two-gun instead well, of three-gun. Three gun, three-gun picked that up, though, like so that used to be carry optics division. Now it's called modified. Yeah. But like, even like the um, – oh, God. Zeus City Armory guys have picked that up, and I'm yep. sure others are going to start doing that. Um, of course, on the multi-gun side, that's different. But, yeah, I, I think that – Pistol optic opens up a lot of doors, but we're still shooting open fully next year. Anyways, so <laughs> guys, check out though this comp. You know, if you have questions on any of these optics, Adam's expert for sure. I just have owned them for a long time, bought them myself. Now I get to test these out, try them on different guns. I'm absolutely obsessed. So great quality. Way to go. Good job. Excited. Now we can actually use them in a competition, <laughs> <laughs> which I plan to. Um, anything else you that you want to add on to that? Um. No, I, I mean, I think we hit on a lot of it. I, you know, I'm just really curious to see what everybody thinks about these as they come out because they're yep. stuff that we've been waiting for. Like the SCS 320, like you mentioned, the 507 comp, the SCRS is a big change. And, you know, obviously Holliston's still pushing the envelope and leading the way in that. And I'm excited to see what people love and what they come back to the next trade show and tell me that, you know, that they're so excited to have. I mean, the thermal. Let's, let's, I mean, that that is, uh, <laughs> I, I would love to say I have one, but there's like, two demo units and yeah. i'll have one in august but i do not have one right now i put out so on the hot seat. In august, you can use it okay <laughs> um i put you on the hot seat i didn't even mean to bring that up but that thing was sweet so i got to see it and play it that of course the shot show is a big thing uh like a thermal dot i don't even know the technology that went into that you know but i'm very excited about that coming out <laughs> yeah thermal the big thing i like because obviously we have a lot of like you know four-legged critters out here that kill our chickens or cows or that, so, you know we have to do a lot of that stuff coyotes whatever we have that has a ability to record in it it has avail availability to be a thermal or non-thermal you can change the white hot to, to green hot to other things um it has 8x digital zoom so you can zoom in it's i i can't wait i mean literally when we were messing around with it and shooting with it i was like this is like the perfect hog hog optic or anything like that it's it's gonna be phenomenal it's, it's yep. just great so we won't, we'll just leave that there because there's so yeah. much that would open up a can of worms, but it's coming. <laughs> um, so, okay. The other stuff that I want to talk about, even though I would just say in general is like, you go to a lot of trade shows, a lot of events. So NRA shot show, but also like putting up tables at matches and stuff. And you talk to a lot of people and I know Jeremy, I don't know if you listen to the podcast that Jeremy Ryan did on um, prep and press with Dave Hartman, but they talked about like when you've got vendors set up, whether it's a trade show or an event or a match, whatever, go demo the product, go stop by and shoot the guns, go check out what they've got going on, you know, give them a shout out on social media, whatever that looks like. So I just wanted to give like you some time, maybe just talk about that kind of experience. Like as someone that's working on the other side of this, right? What, what are the people doing right? Or what are the people maybe not doing right? Whether they're attendees, shooters, what have you in terms of like supporting those sponsors or people that are vendoring? Yeah, I think at least from my standpoint, the hands-on experience with the person is the most is the most crucial one because you know i mean you and i can talk about it all we want we can show pictures and stuff but if someone's never shot they're gonna be like you know i don't get this 507 comp thing like what's a bigger window gonna matter how is it gonna impact me uh and that's why you know like we had the primary arms range day this year out in texas um or indianapolis i'm thinking the i'm thinking the one uh two two, two years <laughs> ago we were in texas like years when we're adam and i in texas this year. <laughs> i don't remember that one I'm like, that was two years ago. Never mind. That was, they all, they all started blooding together. Oh my God. Indiana. Um, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, <laughs> the primary arms one, the one at, uh, at AK masters, we have, uh, all those different ones. And then obviously, uh, hollow sun and IWI, we tend to do a couple things together here and there for the AK matches. And you, you just, you get a better reaction. So, I mean, you can go into shot show, NRA show, whatever you want, pick up the optic, look around there and be, okay, yeah, cool. It's a red dot or green dot or whatever. I don't really care. And they'll move on. Yep. You let them shoot it. And I've sold, I mean, I've sold 10 times when the optics, like someone shoot it. than I yep. have just been like, here, take a look at it, but you can't shoot it. Um, you know, I usually have most of our optics, I would say. Uh, and I go, when I'm at a local range or for a trade show, I bring everything, let people shoot it. And most people, they, they love it. I mean, it, it makes a huge difference to them and they can say, okay, I do want that or I don't want that. And 
I view it kind of like when you buy a car. Like if you buy a car, you want to drive it first, at least for 10, 15, 20 miles. How does it feel? What does it look like? You know, what are the controls like? It's kind of like that for optics too. Uh, it makes a big difference. Um, in terms of vendors, the one thing that I think some of them do right is they try to spread us out a little bit, not too far where it takes 20 minutes to walk the next vendor, but a little bit of far enough apart where you can talk to each other. Because there's some shows where you're stacked on top of each other and someone goes, let me ask you questions. And it's bib, 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 and you're like, I what don't about know what the, you said What about the full auto cement ceiling, concrete ceiling at NRA? That was actually the most concussed I've ever felt in a really long time. Yeah, I think because I mentioned that to, to the group, to, to PA. I, I mean, who did it? Who did it? Right. I, I shoot for primary arms and, we, and I, I let them know, you know, that my opinion on that. And it was just that, you know, we had someone right next to us that had a huge break on a gun. And as they were shooting, you couldn't hear anything. Yep. And but I will say the one thing primary arms did right, which I think is is where more vendors should go, is um, they had a Hungry Hungry Hippos game for humans, which you participated in. That was so fun. Oh, yeah. They had a DJ there. They had a guy. You know, they had they had stuff that kept, like, the whole family there. So people with kids there. There's people with um, their wives or spouses there or husbands there. And they stayed. They didn't just walk in, shoot a couple guns, and leave. They were staying for hours. Yep. And I will say a lot of trade shows, people come in. They, they walk down the booth lane. Um, and there may be, let's say there's 20 vendors. They shoot all 20 vendors, and they're out. They're gone. They're like, there's nothing else to do here. Yep. And Primary Arms did a fantastic job of keeping people there. People came around two or three times. Um, they had a little mini podcast they were doing while the sh- while shooting was down. I think they did that right, and I would like to see that more often is, is stuff like that. Now, if they spread us out a little bit, I think <laughs> maybe like two booths in between us, it would have been a whole lot better. Yeah. Um, but they all sorted the space they had. They had a, yeah. a much smaller space. I mean, that that range in general was rather small that we had access to. Oh yeah, no, um, they made it work. I just laughed because media, we were we couldn't film anything, even with Mike's no. lavaliers. Like you could not suppress the sound. And then I was wearing like double hearing protection. I was like, I'm still miserable. It's just <laughs> I've never had to shoot under concrete until that event. So that was fun. Yeah, that was definitely uh, the range itself was fantastic. Yeah. The the noise factor was absurd. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it, it was hard to hear. It's hard to understand people. You just kind of went, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> you know, they could be like, yeah, I have a dog at home. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sweet. Yeah. It looks good on you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're saying. Um, we just tell them, listen, come to the NRA show. We'll talk there. Like that's where you got to go. Yep. Um, so I think stuff like that is good. And I think the more they make these family friendly, which like AK masters, they do that's very family friendly. The more they do that, the better turnout we seem to get. Because most of us have either a spouse or kids or something. Yep. And we've all got to travel away when we're doing these things. And it sucks to leave them for two, three days a week. For sure. It's a lot nicer to be like, hey, why don't you come with me? There's some stuff you guys can do. You can do Hungry Hungry Hippos for Humans. You can do this. <laughs> you can do that. There's a DJ. Um, huge difference, though. I mean, I think it, 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 it brings in more of a crowd. And I think you're going to bring up the next generation of shooter that way, too. Because we can't just have a bunch of people who are in their 40s, 60s, and 80s. Yeah. You got to have, you know, 12-year-olds who are just starting to learn. You got to have, uh, you know, 20-year-olds who are getting into it. And with the cost factor right now, it's more important than ever to get that 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 next so, stress. I didn't want to go into this, but it brought up a topic. Um, the 20-year-olds is like a hard thing with the cost right now. And they're the most left out because they're not juniors anymore. So it's really hard to kind of like support them, especially when they haven't really done anything yet. I actually talked to a dad today of a a well-known, everybody knows him, but like a well-known shooter, a female shooter. And we were talking about like match statistics and like one of the most recent nationals events had 50 plus women shooters, which is awesome. But then they had nine total junior shooters and a couple of those like overlapped. Um, so we're missing this junior market and that could be the sport could be the cost. I still think it is the cost of ammunition right now. And then it is very difficult for juniors to travel without having a parent, someone with a gun, right? Like they can't just go out on their own, can't drive to these matches. So I do want to encourage people and let's, let's dive into that, whether it's, you know, their own kid, maybe it could be a nephew and niece, of course, with family permission, could be grandparents taking you to the range, but like, let's get some of these, these junior people out shooting or, or going to these events or what, you know, behind guns. Right. So you do a really good job of that. Like you said, you had both kids, you had your wife, they all came to AK masters. They all shot all guns and you were trying to shoot on top of that and shot two different match day formats the whole day. Um, so you're psycho, but anyways, I want you to speak to like, how did you teach your kids like the gun safety and how did you practice at home before going up to that match? And then how are they more safe than adults? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I used to teach CCW here in Ohio 
And I grew up, I grew up on a farm out in Ohio. We had guns, you know, they were leaned up against the door because there'd be coyotes trying to get the, the cows. Um, you know, we had all kinds of stuff. So there was just guns in the house. It was just commonplace. You'd have a rifle leaning against the door. So my dad taught me very young. Um, when I was younger, I probably didn't appreciate as much as I should have, you know, hunting right. with my dad and all that stuff. But, you know, it's like, oh, whatever. Everyone does this, yep. even though they don't. I thought they did. Right. Um, and then I came to have, when I got married, a more appreciation for self-defense and other things um, in terms of, you know, my, my, I defend my wife if something happens. So having the knowledge to use those tools. And then my kids, as I started teaching CCW, uh, shooting more matches, people are coming over and having me help them with stuff. I was like, you know, if my kids are walking around and there's a rifle laying on the floor, you know, somehow someone left it there. None of us caught it. What are they going to do? Like, are they going to go pick it up? You know, the forbidden fruit and, you know, actually pull the trigger, do God knows what. And so uh, my oldest at three years old, we started him shooting an SR, uh, Ruger SR-22. He started shooting. And my youngest, he was a little, um, a little less mature at three years old. I know it sounds spicy and mature at a three-year-old, but he was less mature. So we told him he was four to start shooting. Yeah. Um, we've been really big with our kids in terms of let them make uh, decisions on their own safely. Like, obviously, I'm not going to like run around with a knife, but if it's how do you use a, a pocket knife to whittle or something else, we've allowed them to do that from a very young age. And, and they have four wheelers they've had since they were five, I think. Um, and we've helped them make good decisions so that when they get older, they can make their own decisions on their own, uh, hopefully good decisions. And so we started at a very young age and we started with, you know, I would hold it with them. They'd shoot five, 10 rounds, whatever it was. And then it was, why don't you try on your own? And they have their, they actually have their own suppressor. They're, I mean, the only like five-year-old had a suppressor, but you know, <laughs> he had, you know, his SR-22 suppressed. And we kind of went up from there and then they shot AK Masters with a nine millimeter AKV. That you um, own, that you love, that, that you want. Yeah, uh -huh. Right. <laughs> yep. Rock and lock what? <laughs> um, yeah. So they, they had a blast and, you know, I, I told my kids, I said, the world's, you know, we don't, I don't sure how much of my kids, like the world's a dangerous place. It's, it's full of great people. Like, you know, yourself, Jeremy Gresham, Jeff Chafin, Matt Kitzmiller and, and George and Ian. It's full of great people, but there's also a lot of really bad people. And so um, they need to be able to know how things work when they get older. And so we kind of taught them from a young age. And I think you're right, though. Ammo is a huge problem. Um, we and the we cost saw that. We saw that. Right. And the cost of travel. You know, my, <laughs> my, my kid and just that, you know, the bumping of that gun there. Was, he just he shot, I think, four rounds at every target. It bump fired so much. And then, then he just full sent. It was like a machine gun with oh, unlimited yeah. ammo where it's like video <laughs> game where it's like, that one never runs out. <laughs> uh, God bless uh, Stand One Armory for helping me out with ammo because that was about the only way I was able to shoot that whole match without completely being destroyed pocketbook wise. Um, but it's yeah, funny because that, I, I lent mine to another shooter and gave him ammo and was just like, have fun, finish the match. Like, I'm not worried about it. But it's like all of us were chipping in. Like, I would have given you extra too. Jeff, Jeff stepped in. They had so much ammo shipped to that range. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so much, but they knew it, it could go uh, south pretty quick. Yeah. Je Jeff's a true uh, Texan, man. He just, he, he brings everything. Everything's bigger <laughs> in Texas. I was like, so. I drove enough rounds for two people to shoot, not four. <laughs> right. he, he doesn't even live there. Flew in, had like 5,000 rounds for one person. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I just, uh, you know, I look at it and if, if, um, if I could pick anyone for my kids to be around, that would be role models. Hopefully one day they're in, I mean, now and in their future, it's people like yourself, it's Jeff Schaefer, it's Jeremy Gresham, um, you know, it's Jessica, Jeremy's girlfriend or, you know, girlfriend, it's, uh, Ian, it's Matt Kitzmiller, it's George. Those people are are just, you know, the, I know salt of the world is, or earth is overused, but they're the salt of the earth. They're going to make sure your kids are protected. They're going to help them. They're going to teach them. They're going to, you know, things that I may not know, they'll help teach them. And they make it all possible. And I think that that's the community that I want my kids to grow up in. I don't want them to grow up in, you know, some of the other cultures that are around right now and, and things people are doing. And, you know, I, I think it's people like that that are going to grow that sport. And I yep. think, you know, the parents are helping out. But I, I have seen that when I started, the parents would shoot with the kids. So they would go out and cause ammo was like, you know, two, two, three was like $190 shipped for a thousand rounds. Yeah. Like, you know, even not even on sale, just regular <laughs> seven, six, two, I was buying for like $110 shipped for a thousand rounds. Oh, and so you see parents shoot with the kids. Now you see the parents not shooting and the kids shooting. I know. And it does suck because the parents are who I know. Now I'm getting other kids. Um, but you start to divide, you know, instead of having two shooters, now you only have one shooter or instead of three, you have two. 
and I think that's tough. Um, the cost of travel is everyone knows the inflation right now. It's absurd. I mean, before a match, you know, maybe like 200 bucks for hotel per night, maybe tops, and then like 200 bucks for rental car. Now it's like 400 for rental car. It's 300 nights for hotel. And that's with, you know, a lot of us, we share hotels, we share rental cars. Um, but I'll still say, if you can shoot a match, um, start with your local USPSA. That's a great way to start in terms of learning rules and, and very structured. Shoot an AK match. If, you know, out in Texas, they're far more common than here in Ohio. Well, and PCSL um, is something that I want to hit the East Coast more. I, I wish, mm-hmm. like, I had the time to dedicate. I don't even have a range, right? But, like, by the time dedicated to put on these matches, PCSL is making one-gun matches, two-gun matches. Yep. They're very friendly and just running, like, kind of a standard more like a tactical gun or whatever most people have. Like they're, they're that's the whole thing is a practical shooting league, you know, and, and they've got different targets. They really work on accuracy too. I, I'm intrigued by that. So yeah, like you're mentioning these, these matches, but just going to practice score and looking up your zip code, um, looking at, you know, your online club's calendar, all these matches that you probably have near you, you just don't know about. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, practice score is like the great, I mean, it's like when Google was first invented, right? Before you know the exact website and type in .org.com, Practice score, you practically go in, type in your zip code. It's going to say, here's all the matches within X miles of you. And you can make it out to 100-some miles. Yep. Um, you can do different states. And it's it's a great asset. You're, you're probably never going to meet better people in the entire planet than you will at a, at a, at a shooting match of some sort. Yep. Uh, and, you know, I, I think it's it's good life lessons. It's good discipline lessons. And I, I think I, I couldn't say enough about what shooting sports will do for you as a person. I, I think it's just it'll, it'll help you grow as a person. For sure. I did want to get into um, like having our buddy Hector on the range and having you on the range is, and even like what I've done, I won't even speak to me just, but what I have seen is what we do really well is taking and capturing those moments. So you do this really well again, Hector and everybody, but the photographers that are out there, like, especially like when I shoot PRS, there's now like paid photographers, match photographers are sitting on stages and they're getting pictures of every shooter. And like those memories, especially when you have your kids there, your family there, I saw the photos from AK Masters live in an eternity and because like we're never going to see guns on tv anymore we're never going to see them like popularized to see and get an experience of you know brass flying in the air you're ripping through targets to get those photos like especially from you like i can't say enough thank you for that especially shooters like they might only ever get you know two action shots of them shooting forever and it's not even something they knew that they wanted and now that they have it they're like holy crap this is cool and they're going to share it with everyone and that just makes guns feel a little bit less intimidating when there's a lot more average people out there sharing that this is what they do on the weekends. Yeah, I think, um, kind of like you mentioned, you know, so Hector is probably one of the greatest men on earth. I'm not even joking. Like he is, he's got the greatest mustache that hands down, but he's also one of the greatest people. Um, he was so great to my kids, took pictures of them. Um, and and that's how I I was going to mention him, uh, later on was the picture thing, because for my kids, you know, they're, they're younger they're nine and 12. And so the picture or video thing is huge for them. You know, when I grew up, not everyone had a camera or whatever, it's still great to take pictures. I mean, I still take thousands at most matches and thousands of pictures. And then we edit them and give them people, but you know, Hector had awesome pictures of them that came out fantastic. And they're still showing the people, you yep. know, cause we are in a very rural area where most people either have guns or no guns. And you know, they're like, this is me, you know, and people are like, why are you under a, like this little sniper, sniper hide? Why are you in the back of a school bus shooting out, you know, old broken out school bus? And it's like, that was the match. Like these hey, dudes might, you know. That school bus wasn't broken down. Let me just tell you really quick. Cause there was a penalty <laughs> that you had to pay to get the thing fixed. If you shot it and it's usable and movable. So let me just correct True. you there. <laughs> yeah. It's um, Hector's, Hector's one of those guys. And, and like you said, it, you take that home with you. And even if you don't do good in the match, you can show it to your spouse, your significant other, your kids, your your mom, your dad, whoever. And you know they don't look like guns. They're like, that's pretty cool, like seeing the brass near shining, stuff like that. Um, and I've got local guys next to me, like uh, Brett Frazier and Dave Wood, who I who I grew up shooting with, and Josh Tarrant. And, and again, great role models for kids. They they make it fun and they bring you back. And you know, you just have those people. And I think um, Jeremy and IWI. Uh, not to drop, I, I, mostly Jeremy. Uh, he has a way of like pulling these people together, like yourself and Hector, everybody else, and not gun buddies. Love or hate them, is not gun buddies. These are like people who actually shoot, and it is like the greatest group of people that you would you would literally you know go to war for to help out or to do anything you could for. 
that's who he pulls together on a team. And it's absolutely amazing. I, um, keep, I keep giggling because it's serious. But really, if I thought about us going to war together, all we would do is make people laugh where they would just forget <laughs> that, like, those are our enemies. <laughs> us. It's yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like I joke, you know, I was the, the only Holosun shooter for years. And it's because our, our marketing budget was so low. I was the best <laughs> model they could get. Um, you know, they're like, hey, we have $5. We were for $5. I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, give me all the optics and five bucks. Um, but you know, it's, it's one of those things that when you, you get to do that. And like you said, you get the video, the pictures to come back from and three man, three guns, a good example. I mean, that's just a match where it's, it's three people working as a team and the stages aren't necessarily that hard, but working as a team is so fun (laughs) that it's just, it's, it's a match that you just want to keep going back to because it's so fun to be a team and work together and, you know, tag hands or like me, not just shoot my own targets and not help someone else when they need it. (laughs) As Kenzie's like, what are you doing back here? I post that video. I should have been like, really? Comfy? <laughs> your one job to do that together? No. No, no, no. I shot my three. I feel like we should tell a story. So our poor partner had literally torn a peck, should have been in the hospital, still shouldn't have shot that match. I'm talking about purple and black and looked like a zombie and couldn't lift his arm. So he and Adam were on the rifle. There's only five targets at like a hundred <laughs> yards. I think it was less, dude. I think it was 75 yards. There's two boxes. They have to shoot these. It doesn't matter who shoots them. Here's the thing. Five targets. One person could have shot all five. So Adam is just like, I'm going to shoot what, two? I don't even think you shot three. I shot three. I shot okay, my two fine, plus the middle. Fine. You did, you, you know, 60% of the work. But Adam shoots three and then just runs into the middle to tag <laughs> me and then stood there for uh, probably, did you look at the time? It was like 15 seconds. <laughs> It felt like three minutes, y'all. When I'm sitting in that box, I, I told Adam, I was like, really? And then, like, I think before he finished, I was like, go get back on the rifle. <laughs> I I was like, it's one of those things that we're not, because when you're doing this on your own, you're like, I've hit my targets, you're fine. Oh. I, I shoot the three of them, and I don't hear him shooting. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like he's already done. I'm like, He's oh. waiting on me. So I run back, and Kenzie's like, what are you doing here right now? <laughs> Why are you no, not I- so no, I, you, it was the most painful and you and i'm sure you felt it too it's like this has uh, been an eternity i'm just awkwardly standing there like yeah i should i, I maybe i go back i don't know should i go back should i not go back like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah he was uh, he tore his pack what two weeks before and he was legit like the whole side of his body was black and blue like like he was dead like it was it was, it was, so- it was <laughs> Pro tip too, as we've learned, even if I'm not that great with a rifle, it's a whole reason why I was just nervous about that. Uh, I don't know why, but is choosing your teammates pros and weaknesses too. It's like, you kind of know where each other shine, like who's going to shoot this gun, who's going to start on that gun. Right. And like knowing the sequence. And so that was really the the fun part of it was strategizing that. Um, I couldn't watch any more people walk from box to box. (laughs) I couldn't watch any any more of the make ready of nobody knowing I have a clue what's going on. That was a painful process. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, and it's the one thing I love about three men, three guys, you can help people. And so like we had a new newer squad on our squad, um, or team I should say on our squad. And you know, the one guy is just just he could not hit a target. And they're not saying like, hey, you're low, you're right. Right. And so they're just sitting there and the poor guy is just blasting away. And so you know, we go up and we're like, You're low, aim high. All right, you know, aim a little higher. All right, king. And then <laughs> it's that thing that you can help people and that's stuff most of them walk away with. They're like, Hey, like, yeah, even when money's on the line, other stuff, these guys stepped up and said, Hey, let me help you get better. For sure. And I think that's, what's important. I think that the, the more we grow as a community, the more we help people, it's, it's always going to pay dividends. It's yeah. you're always going to win in the end. You know, yep. being a better person is always the winning option. Team matches are a blast. I've always wanted to shoot them. I never felt good enough. Kind of glad that thank you for inviting me. Cause I never would have gotten that experience. So thanks guys. But, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, the team stuff is really, really cool. Um, there's more like the, I know the Texas does their three, three gun match that has a team stuff. And, you know, I would love to see more like outlaw team stuff like that, or a match where they did an individual type match on one day. And then the t- second day is like, Hey, want to run the same thing as a team and see how it goes. I mean, that was, it's addictive to shoot together and it's just so fun. So I, I agree. I think there's uh there's one, there's another team match, I think at Clinton house, actually, that we were looking at. That's like a three man thing as well. Ooh. And so we were, it was, it was before the match we shot, so we didn't go, but, uh, Brian and I were looking at that before we went just to Donnie's? see, like, Steel? I think it is Donnie. Er, okay. I think I, I know what you're talking about. It's not called Pro-Am anymore, but it was something like three-man something or, okay. or, you know, team something. But yeah, there's, um, 
And there's also some, there's a lot of two man teams I've seen a lot of, like matches that are two people. Yep. And you'll see the best thing is watching these fathers and sons go out. Um, it, it's just, you know, I hope one of my kids are 16, 18, they still want to hang out with me and they still want to, you know, it's <laughs> awesome seeing a dad who's like, you know, he's like, it's on my 60s. Like, I shouldn't be doing this, but my kid wants to. And it's great seeing him do it. I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. It, you know, uh, Jeff Chapin had his son there at AK Masters. Yep. And wow. the two of them are just, they were awesome. It was great seeing a dad shoot with his son and, you know, it's just, it's awesome. For sure. Um, anything else you want to leave there before I dive into one more topic? No, just that I really wish I'd stayed in that box and shot those two other targets. Me too. Me too. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Just, I think it would have moved us like, you know, three spots. I yeah, know yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was not easy to watch that video. Because no. I just stood there awkwardly just looking around like, I wonder what I should be doing right uh, now. <laughs> that was the definition of I and team right there. It was like, yeah, there, there's an I. Got it. I did mine. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's two I's in, in IWI, so that's, that's my focus. That's what I was. I. <laughs> oh, we had such a good strategy, and then poop. <laughs> 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 Aww. To be oh, fair. To be fair, it was our first stage, and we were just working the jitters out, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We actually, we, we did really good on the rest of it. The poor guy with the torn pack, he had a rough day, but yeah. we slayed a lot of those other stages. We, we destroyed the one stage, the, uh, yeah. the moving one. <laughs> Shoot everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Oh God. Um, okay. So I did want to talk about like content and moving into that like world. Like you take a lot of photos. I'm working a lot on like the video stuff cause it is so hard to do. Um, and again, you work for different companies, you shoot for different companies. So like, how do you see like people adding value or like what are some shooter like pro tips in terms of simple stuff they could do to kind of give back to brands that they want to work with or that they do work with? Yeah, I think, um, so the easy thing is obviously pictures or video. Like that's the easy thing. Tagging them is the easy thing. It's showing people what the stuff is. So, you know, um, staccato is an example. Let me borrow one of their pistols. I mean, I shoot their pistols for competition, um, for the 2011 style for three gun. Um, but they let me borrow one of the SCS 320s or uh, sorry, the, the P models for SCS 320 and letting people borrow that and shoot that at a range. Um, you know, it, it worked dividends. And then I'm like, Hey, do you mind if I snap some pictures of you shooting that gun? And I took content pictures of that. And I always have a Dropbox for companies and I send this stuff to them. And, um, as we see more and more censorship on social media, I don't, I don't know what to call besides censorship, but in essence, censorship, um, I feel like we're actually like going back to how things used to be, where it's more important to like have people have boots on the ground, you know? Yeah. You can post a video, but if they, if they, you know, kind of like blackball it where you can't get any kind of views, what's it really going to do? You know, you made a video and the gun went back and you're safe. You're never going to use it again. Yep. If you're the person out at the range, demoing stuff, letting people try stuff. And, um, at our local three gun, actually at uh, AK masters two years ago or a year ago, a year ago, we had a guy whose bolt actually blew off. Like the bolt just like blew up pretty much. And we're getting out the stage and he's walking away and with his girlfriend. I'm like, where are you going? And it was like, we had like three stages left. He goes, my gun's, you know, FUBAR. He's like, I, I'm done. I'm leaving. And I was like, where are you from? And he's like, oh, I'm up. Um, and he's like five or six hours away. And I was like, dude, I'm like, here. I'm like, you borrow, I borrow my Glio. So we shot my Glio the rest of the match. He ended up buying one. Um, and he's like, it was great. I love shooting it. When bought one. Um, and I think it's stuff like that. That's what you can do the most for it. Um, if you want to get into competition shooting or be sponsored or things like that, there's no like silver bullet for it, except for being a, I mean, being a good human being is generally most reputable companies want a good human being that when someone talks to them, they're like, they're competent, they can discuss things. They're, they're easygoing. That's what they look for. There's other companies that use gun bunnies. Whatever, I was about but, to be sarcastic and say, or be a gun bunny. And you went there and I love you for that. <laughs> I, I'm trying to be serious because you're you're on a good points, but I'm like, or be a gun yeah. bunny. Just I, no, I I am uh, <laughs> you know obviously I'm not a gun bunny. I was not blessed with that skill level uh, of looks, but I I when I, when someone shows me something new or something I don't have, and they can tell me about it and show yeah. it to me, that's when I'm like, okay, I want to talk about this. When they're like, oh, I got this for free and it <laughs> does something, I'm like, well, if you don't know what it is, like why, like. Like, what is going on? Like, you've got to be able to tell me about it. Yeah. So I think people like that are who good companies look for. And even like, I know the Vortex guys, they've got some really good dudes, you know, uh, Ruben and, and, and Seamus and them. 
fantastic people. I mean, they're like the salt of the earth. Um, they'll help you out. It, it's, I don't know how many times I've been the only hollow sun guy in the vortex house <laughs> and they're still letting me in there. And then, oh, yeah, you know, I didn't yeah. get like, you know, hazed yeah. or something like that. They're just like, yeah, you know, come on, hang out, help us out. Yep. Um, and so I think if you can do that for a company, that's how you kind of get into that side, the social media and stuff. I mean, obviously that's important, but I, I, I'm definitely seeing, um, at least in my opinion, less importance on that and more of what you do, like boots on the ground. Yeah. Because again, everyone's getting, even my pages, you know, are, are getting black. I, I couldn't right. share your video. So for people that don't really know too, like even if your stuff gets posted, um, there was a couple of things from Hunter's HG gold account and also mine, but like, I couldn't add Adam's video to my story. I tried two different times, let it go over the internet, um, took it off Wi-Fi, wouldn't upload still when I, I quit, I had it, it made me delete it. So even if you don't think like that stuff's real and happening, it is. Um, the other thing that I want to mention, like kind of your boots on the ground, but like we're going backwards is still nice. Oh my God. <laughs> I hate you. Every time this I look up there, brought glasses. You HD gold. Uh, <laughs> see all those? Those are the ones you didn't steal right there. See, I can, now I can see them because of this. I, right, before they right. blended right in. I hope more people are watching the YouTube episode of this. <laughs> Adam being a dork. Um, what was I talking about? You made me digress. Oh, print. I was talking about like going backwards, like, like print and, and more like digital, like pieces, like knowing who the content writers or creators are that are not like on YouTube. Cause even YouTube's being censored and demonetized and stuff, but like more people are reading articles, more people are going to like the, the main, like, I know it sounds horrible, but like the NRA publication websites too, that are putting out a lot of content. Um, I mean, like I write for all of the Apple and Outdoor stuff and Dylan and even USPSA magazine, but like more and more people are picking up and reading content or reading reviews because that's the only way they're able to get their information. That's their source. So mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you're working with more writers or not, or if you've thought like through some of that stuff, but those partnerships have been valuable as well. Yeah, I think with Hollow Sun, I, I mean, Jer I'm not going to speak for Jeremy at IBUI, but I know with Hollow Sun, we definitely are you know, working with you, obviously, on things. It's you look for that. It's our it's ROI, obviously. You want to have return on investment, but I think like you know, like we talked about, I'm seeing more like you know what's old is new again because yep. everything's getting censored. So like you said magazines, um, websites, things like that, um, and you know, like I just I posted a video not long ago about uh, one of our new optics actually, and within like five minutes, I got a message from Instagram saying uh, no one who's not a follower of yours can see this. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, and I, you know, I contested it and they said, sorry, we don't agree with yep. your contesting. And I was like, yep. it was, and it was literally just the optic in my hand, just going like this, like, oh, it's gun related. I'm like, uh -huh. I'm like, I didn't put a gun. It was just literally the optic in my, in my fingers. Like yep. it could be anything. <laughs> so I've been that way for a year now and I have like five of those cause they, they do five and I've appealed them all. I've appealed the whole account, tried it. Then I went up, started like deleting the content, which like broke my heart cause a lot of it did really well. And I stopped doing that. But every time I deleted because a lot of it was like the super Vela ammo, which I, I understand, but at the same time, like I don't sell it. Like I don't manufacture it. They would replace something and now it's all the Nighthawk and then it's all the hollow sun and then it's all whatever it is. And then delete something else. And then it's like, Oh, the three gun video where there's nothing in there. Like, uh, yeah. And I, and I will say also, it's hard to find, um, good people like yourself and some other ones that are out there because I can't tell you how many times someone's like, Hey, I would love, I mean, I'm telling like even some really big name people. Yeah. We would love to do this. Can you send us one? We send it. Nothing is ever done. Mm -hmm. Or it's a five second, like, hey, I got this. It's cool. <laughs> they put it down. Yeah. And it's like, you know, everything comes at a cost. Like, e even if it's $5, it's a cost for a company. Yep. And there's some people who are, who are morally okay with just accepting a bunch of free stuff and then doing nothing with it. <laughs> and it irks me to, to no end because it's yep. somebody took a chance on you. They said, hey, we're going to take a chance on this person. We're, none of us are perfect. I'm sure I've done something stupid too. But there's people tried to steal group. my glasses. Right. I, well, <laughs> you said I could have them, and Brian said okay. I, that's what I heard. I mean, that's all I, that's all I got. And I, have, I have written proof. Um, no, I don't want to digress off that topic. But the other things, like if you're listening to this, truly, like the most things you'll pay for are the ones like you kind of get for free. But if you want that relationship and you want that partnership, and and there's so much more that comes from that, like it's actually incredible the relationships, the friendships, things down on the road. Like people might be switching companies, or they might connect you or refer you to someone else, right, to work for or work with. Um, 
if you break that trust in the company, and this just happened to me recently on a trigger company, I had to go through hoops, send a work order for like the trigger article, like the due date. I had to actually sign a document that said, I will include it. I will have pictures. It will be done. I will provide feedback if something goes wrong. If this is not done, I will return it. If it is done, like you get to keep it. And I was almost angry to sign it, right? Because it took me a moment where it's like, I have a portfolio. This is going in an article. I have a work order. Like it's a contract that I have to fulfill. But then I had to like breathe <laughs> and I'm like, cool, they have this in place because so many people screwed them over on giving them free product, took it and did nothing with it. Even if it is, like you said, a trigger that maybe cost them, you know, 50 bucks, but it's still 50 bucks. And that's the hard part. I mean, it's so competition shooters are a good example. Like we're, we're small, we're a small demographic in terms of the giant scheme, everyone who shoots. Yeah. But we're also, we spend a lot of money. Honestly, competition shooters do spend a good chunk of money <laughs> and it's hard because it's, I mean, I've, I've known guys that got a bunch of free stuff and they like the next day they go, you know, I just don't want to shoot anymore or I don't want to shoot that. And they just stop and they don't say, Hey, by the way, company, I'm going to send you this back. They sell it. And it's like, you know, that company could have given that rifle to somebody who could have done this or that and said they gave it to you. And then you dumped it like, you know, a week later. And that's why these companies do make you jump through hoops sometimes now. And it's, it's, it's probably a job interview some days to get, a product to test even something small like 50 bucks it's like and i think it should be like i think that's where like even on the sponsor shooter side stuff where it's like i ask people hey do you have a resume do you have a list of matches you're going to be attending because you're talking about boots on the ground it's like let me see where you're dedicated going to these things to have this product exposed or what have you right and treat it like a business relationship what is that roi where will these things go so that's truly like interesting for me because I, I test people that way but i don't want to harp too much on that but i am very passionate about it because I'm in this world and <laughs> it's like, there are some really good ones, but you have to kind of sort through some of that. And it's not fair for you guys to lose out on 10 to do really well with one. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I could talk about it for hours because it just makes me so mad when a, when a good company gets screwed. I know because you know, there's not, there's yeah. not that many good ones, you know, you know, good ones left and people poison stuff. They poison wells. They don't think about the next generation. They think about themselves. It's, it's tough. It's tough yeah. for companies to, to come to grips with that. For sure. Well, I know we talked about a lot, um, but is there anything that like topic wise or anything we didn't talk about, you know, this is kind of your time to leave those last minute thoughts or advice or uh, anything. Uh, rock and lock is the only AK. Okay. Question. I did have a question on the rock and lock since you have in your hand and this will be good for a video. How do you speed reload that? Uh, so uh, Taylor Freelance started making these uh, base pads that are linked. Mm -hmm. And so for me, because otherwise you've got to drop a mag and get one out of your pocket you can just kind of move this around and it's a whole oh. lot easier to reload coupled uh, mag for people listening to this coupled mag that way you got it do you have it set up typically where that magazine the reload one is on the left hand side so you're just moving it over is that your yes yeah. so i use i usually run it like this um when i first started doing it, my concern was something hitting this or me doing something yep. but with how rock and locks work i don't have to reach real far i just kind of you know reach like that and lock the next one in and it's worked out super well. Um, you know, I take this our one local match. If there's no steel or minimal steel, they'll let me shoot my seven, six, two. Cause obviously the rounds are magnetic. They're not steel, yeah. they're magnetic. They'll let me shoot that. And that's where I get my practice in at against some guys running five, five, sixes and other stuff. Um, but, uh, that's, that's a good option. Taylor freelance started making those. I think they're for mag pool mags and they make them for X tech mags. And that's oh. one that I would highly recommend. If you're doing a single mag though, and I've seen like, Kyle Litzy and Zach Smith and stuff show this. If you were going to grab that second mag, you're flipping or flicking the mag release underneath with the new mag. Yeah, I've, I've practiced a lot doing either one. What I've noticed if I have a single mag, I tend to run my thumb up and just throw this one, kind of just pushes it away, and then I get the new one. Mm -hmm. Because I have seen guys, and I've done it myself, where when you bring that new mag in, it slips down or doesn't hit all the way, yeah. or mag gets hung up. And then you're, you know, you're spending five seconds on a one second problem. So this um, sounds like a dry fire issue for Adam to figure out. Yes. I, I decided Actually. to cheat and just do a couple yeah. mag because it was a lot easier. Couple mag. Um, yeah. It is true. Competition snobs like us have, <laughs> even on my PCC, y'all made fun of me for putting a bipod on my PCC and I rocked yeah. the crap out of that mover. Fastest hitting that mover time on the whole state. People are just like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> bipod. No, it's, 
<laughs> it is. It's it's the small things like that that you know. I end up going and buying a Magpul bipod after that because I you know. Did I, you really? I, I, you didn't yeah, tell me, that. and you gave me so much crap. <laughs> you know, I was um, when we shot. I, I shot a match that was. Uh, it was actually the the Zoo City one. I shot modified, and I never buy one. Uh-huh. And you could have one. And it was uh-huh. like, it was, it was a huge difference when you're laying down trying to shoot 500 yards, like, boop, boop, ding, 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 ding. I'm laughing. And I'm over there like, look, it bounced on my hand against the rock and I'm leaning over here. And so, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, that was, you know, all joking aside. Um, I really hope people get into the competition side of things. Um, I started with USPSA. My dad and I actually started shooting that together. It's an easy, relatively cheap, it's like $15 a match or 20 bucks a match, depending on what area you're in. Um, takes three or four hours of your day. Great time to be with your guy friends, girlfriends, whoever. It, it gives you that like that bro or bra time. I don't know. I don't know how the girl would go. Gal time, guy and gal time. Gal's um, dead at the range. Gal's dead. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it gives you that time. Um, it's good, wholesome, fun for the most part too. And then you know, like we mentioned, if you if you decide to get into the rifle side of things, you can do tactical two gun. You can do two gun in general. Um, you get the AKs. There's there's something for everybody. Like, honestly, if you want to shoot it. There's PCC, which is nine millimeter carbines like this one. Um, <laughs> you keep right? bringing up the nine millimeter. <laughs> the bane of my existence. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's there's something for everybody. If, if you want to shoot, there's a there's something for you to do, and it's relatively inexpensive. You shoot locally. Um, you know, if you if you if a company's good to you, just make sure people know about it. Help support them. Um, Hunter's HD Gold has been nothing but great to me. Your guys make, I mean, the, 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 the glasses are fantastic. I don't know how many times we're out there and it's like getting dark out. And I'm like, I still see it fine. You take your glasses off. You're like, oh, it's dark. Like, dark. <laughs> like it's actually dark out. <laughs> um, and you know, and there's stuff like that that people can do. You know, you have great companies like IWI and Hollow Sun doing stuff. Um, and the get your kids involved. I mean, I think that's a huge thing where the kids can learn a lot of responsibility. They can learn to grow up a little bit. Um, they learn to make dangerous decisions safely because you're there to help them. Uh, and I think that's important for every kid is that's something I think a lot of kids are missing now. These helicopter parents that have been here for 20, 30 years now is kids don't get to make their own decisions anymore. We're making all decisions for them. So I think that's important. And it's generally a lot of just really good people. And I, I can't stress that enough that how good the people are and how important it is to be around them, to spend time around them. Because obviously, you know, it's the old rule of like, you know, whoever you surround yourself with is who you will be. You'll be. Yeah. If, right. If you surround yourself with a bunch of drunks, you're probably gonna be a drunk. If you surround yourself with a bunch of, you know, relatively high earners or people who are high energy, that's who you're going to have to become because you're not going to be the one person who's outside that. Right. You're not going to be like, you know, oh, okay, well, I'll be the lazy one. Be You've adopted Hector on the introvert side for sure. <laughs> ah, sorry, Hector. Uh, <laughs> I keep surrounding myself with people who have really good mustaches, thinking that mine will automatically come in as well, but it hasn't worked yet. No. Um, <laughs> Before you leave, too, what are the future events that you'll be at so people can come say hello, shoot your guns if they're, you know, wanting to try stuff out, look through some optics? Do you know kind of your match schedule roughly? Yeah, so we'll have Thunder on the Tundra, which is coming up, I think, in August. That was in Wisconsin. Uh, it's one of the greatest names. I mean, it's just, it's a good name. Uh, and then we have Battle for the North Coast, which is here in Ohio. That's a big USPSA match. Uh, we have Red October. We have Red October Cold War. And we have uh, Winter Motherland. Uh, that's the one down in, on Clinton House in uh, South Carolina. And then there's a, a bunch of local ones. What eight? <laughs> Uh, are you <laughs> I gotta go sign up and get in the squad. Yeah, when right. I signed up. I had to do a squad. You got a squad. Um, but are you um, shooting the Zoo City Battle for the South again? Uh, I was actually just talking to Holliston about that because I think we're sponsoring it, and I got to figure out if I'm going to that one or not. Yeah. Um, I need to move closer. Is the problem? I, I'm like, I'll let you. Ohio. I'll let you shoot the real gun, the Nighthawk, the chicken the wings. South. The Nighthawk with the <laughs> This is the this is a better. Listen, your two guns don't even compare to the handmade gunsmith here. One gunsmith. This the whole way through, not manufactured on an assembly line. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> don't fight Sorry. me. For, um, for, for Jeremy here, my Masada Slim, my Masada. <laughs> then I start blasting. <laughs> no, we got it. Definitely got to shoot some three gun together with optics. Yeah, yes, 100% yes, absolutely. Modified, all the way, modified. Uh, that and, no, I won't even dive into that, but for sure, three again. Um, cool, so those are some of the major events for sure. And then 
what is your Instagram for people to go follow you and connect with you after? Yeah. So Instagram is Adam underscore S-A-S-A. My last name is not Sasa, uh, obviously, but that was a company I used to work with. And so it's Adam underscore Sasa, uh, S-A-S-A. Why don't you change that, by the way? Maybe maybe after this podcast, we'll just change it. I don't it. know. The, the, the funniest part is I had someone walk up to me one time and he goes, he goes, you're just a white dude. And I was like, I'm like, excuse me? He goes, he goes I just figured you're Mexican with the last name of Sasa. And I was like, I'm like, what? <laughs> you did that to yourself. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, I do have to change it. It's, it's, I don't know. I just haven't done it in Very bad. 10 years or whatever it's been. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. I know I kind of cut you off on all of the things because basically listen to the whole podcast and go do what Adam's telling you to shoot, to get involved, get kids, you know, I mean, you, yeah, there's a lot <laughs> of good kids. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just go get you some kids. They're, they're, they're everywhere. <laughs> they really are, though. You pick them up at Walmart. Um, any other final thoughts? <laughs> um, no, I'm just really happy to be on here. Um, it's been great shooting with you and doing other, and, you know, just getting to know you. And, uh, I mean, obviously, if, if any companies think about working with you, I hope they do because it's, oh. you know your stuff. You're willing to work with people. Um, you're a good shooter. I mean, I think it's all the things that we need more in the community not to fake people who are like, you know, they shoot one round and they're like, I'm a shooter. Like, no, that's not how this works at all, actually. <laughs> so, well, I, you know, you know, you guys, you know, over there, 100 HD Gold, you work with them, everything. It's really, really good companies that are going to make this world better. And you work, you work with a lot of them. And I think people need to, you know, if they can, 100% work with you and, and have you bring that product out because it's it makes a difference. You, you, it makes a huge difference in people's lives. Thank you. And uh, yeah, check out the new Hunter's HG Gold frames that dropped on July 4th that Adam tried to steal. There's like 12 colors. Not really that a lot. <laughs> uh, get to your favorite. Adam, awesome. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for working with me. Thanks for doing all that you do, especially in the content. Sending me optics. Can't thank you enough. So yeah, it's a good time. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Kenzie. Stay tuned, listeners. We'll have an all-new episode next week of the Reticle Up podcast. Thanks for joining us. And uh, go bother Adam and his DMs and tell him about how much you like his 9 mil PCC. Bye! Thanks for listening to the Reticle Up podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Follow along on social media at Reticle Up or 3 Gen Kenzie.